I made a note there. It's like, big mistake, bring in a gun to a Chuck Norris fight. So, what, is he doing karate? I guess he wasn't, so. I was, <laughs> I was thinking ahead. I was looking ahead to it. <laughs> You're looking at a different movie. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones and Film. I'm Steve, and we are a VHS podcast that looks at the box art trailers and behind the scenes. And Chris and Brad are back. We got Brad in his like nice chateau, and you got Chris here in his dark, gloomy man cave dungeon. Aww. Good to be back, but uh, we're not a VHS <laughs> podcast this week. No, nope. we're not a VHS podcast, except when we're doing a DVD, we're doing Silent Night. And not the good one, the 2012 one. <laughs> yeah, you needed an excuse to watch this piece of shit. I did. I did. So, you know, when we were doing the theme, the first movie I was going to pick was Junior, which is a VHS. And I was going to rip it and send it to you guys. But I was like, oh, man, it's going to be really dark. That rip's going to be really bad. If the rip's bad, they're not going to be able to stream it because it's only on YouTube. And that YouTube copy sucks. So I uh, changed directions and I went with Silent Night here from 2012. And it's not that good, in my opinion. It's okay. It's got some things. So, uh, you know, we'll do our best. But, I mean, it's got a Santa with a uh, a flamethrower. How many times have you seen that in your life? Uh, it's like twice in this movie. So Twice. I am going with twice. Like at the end, somewhere in there in the middle and then at the end, right? Yeah, the flashback and then him walking through the police department. But didn't the original have a flamethrower in some in some fashion? Mm -mm. I actually rewatched the original after this. I don't think I've seen the original. That's why I recommended it when he was asking about Christmas ones. Oh, yeah, the original one's super creepy. It, it's got that creepy vibe, I should say. I, you know, it's nothing that we haven't watched, you know. I heard he eats human cookies in the beginning or whatever. Or is that Black Christmas? Yeah, there's a lot of Christmas awards. There's actually, you know what? Because I don't think this review will be that long. We should talk about like, there's an absurd amount of Christmas horror coming out. Yeah. Yeah, the new Grinch. Yeah, that's one of them. But I mean, I would say even like in the last five years, it's just like got kind of just gotten crazy. Well, what's that violent night? I don't know if that's necessarily a horror or more of an action film, but he's really Santa and he kills these robbers, right? Yeah, there's Violent Night. You had Fat Man, which actually was really good, I thought, with the Melba Gibson. Yeah, but I mean, all these like independent like Christmas horror films are just, just kind of nuts. Like, there's a new uh, Killer Santa that's on Shutter now. Is there? I remember, yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but uh, I watched like the first 15 minutes of it. And the girl and guy were so annoying that I just like, I can't do this. I watched Kyle's short from Horror Movie Nights. That's a Christmas horror. Mm -hmm. It was good. Yeah, there's just a lot. It's called The Woodsman, right? Yep. 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 Everyone should go check that out. I think, is it on YouTube or Venmo? I no, don't think it's Vimeo. on either. It's still doing the circuits, but they showed it during the live stream that they did for the holidays. Okay. Because I remember seeing a clip of it. But maybe that was uh, somewhere that they put Maybe online. Maybe it was a teaser. Maybe. 
You guys are way ahead of me. I think the last Christmas horror comedy movie I saw was Gremlins from 1984. Did you ever watch Krampus? That was about, what, 10 years ago? Gremlins is what I'm doing this Christmas. Maybe today when it releases. We're reenacting it with our animals. (laughs) Okay. Have you ever got a cat wet? They fucking hate it. So, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, they turn into gremlins, that's for sure. They're just going to hang out and spray water at the animals. I'm off. Sweet. All right, let's uh, steer back into this film, directed by Stephen C. Miller. Now, I mean, he just does a lot of smaller movies, everything like that. Uh, I was looking up. I haven't heard of any of his films, but we got a screenplay by Jason Rothwell. Again, don't really know him. Uh, based on Silent Night, Deadly Night by Charles E. Sellier Jr. I should put that in there. He's got Jr. in his title. Uh, distributed by Anchor Bay Films. Released November 30th, 2012. I don't remember this at all. Hmm. Uh, and I think I know why. Uh, I looked up the budget. Couldn't find the budget on this, but the box office was $114,000. You know, I was like, oh, well, that screams limited release. Yep, it was limited release, and then it was straight to, uh, straight to DVD. It was one of those Walmart DVDs like you got. Mm-hmm. Which I got this at like a reseller mm-hmm. last year. And it says $5.99, but I'm pretty sure I paid $2 for this. Like, Dude, you, I used to I live off those Walmart bins. Yeah. Those $1, $2, $5 when you don't have cable. Every check, they'll drop like 20 bucks at Walmart and buy new DVDs. Yeah, and you get like, like when I go to the resale place and they have the like five dvd like if they're all marked you know mm-hmm. five dvds for two dollars a piece 10 bucks i get five of them I like every time i go there you know and like my shelves are about half full now only because i took giant stacks of boxes and i'm like i'm not putting those up so now i got plenty of room for all those and uh, eventually i'll have to get rid of the ones that i don't want but it's just amazing how much room you can create if you just get rid of the movies you're like i don't give a shit about these I'm going to replace them with new movies that I don't give a shit about. Yeah, it's like in my collection. I don't I don't care about Die Hard. Great movie. I don't care. It's not me. Know what no. I mean? It's like one of you, Brad loves Die Hard, right, Brad? Uh, actually, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, like, I, I, like it. I enjoy it, but I'm like, if I want to see it, it's, it's somewhere on TV. I don't need to keep a giant piece of plastic around my house for mm-hmm. it. Well, I'm kind of like with the, the only ones I keep is like I have all of Arnold's movies on VHS. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those I don't care about. But okay, that's that's what I'll do. But I'm not going to go collect like all the Bruce Willis action films. I love Die Hard. I don't care about all of his uh, action films. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those I don't want those VHSs on my shelf. I don't care. Takes up a lot of room. When you got thousands, you realize how much they take up. Yeah, and I only care about the premium action stars. You know, like uh, Chuck Norris. That's a teaser for next week, everyone. Between Chuck Norris and Van Damme, and there is some good stuff there. Van Damme's got some real good ones, like Cyborg. That's a great movie. It was. I think that's how I discovered this podcast. Oh, shit, really? You were advertised on Horror Movie Night, and then Cyborg. I was like, I love Cyborg. I'll check that out. Actually, I believe that director just passed away, too. So. Did he? Yeah, he was, he was not doing good and finally passed. Yeah, Cyborg, we're talking Lionheart, Bloodsport. I mean, three just Bloodsport's tremendous really movies. Good. I don't remember you know, Lionheart. It's good. It is yeah. good. You know, one I watched growing up of theirs, like in the 90s, was The Quest a lot. I, I remember watching mm-hmm. The Quest. That was kind of like at the end of his like super popular run. But uh, you know, basically, it's just a different version of Bloodsport. 
Yeah, so anyway, uh, back into this. This is starring Malcolm McDowell as Sheriff James Cooper. And thank God for this man in this film. That's all I'm saying. We'll, we'll talk more about him, but he is a treasure. Uh, Jamie King is Deputy Aubrey Bradmore. Bradmore. Then we've got Connell Logue. I, I mean, he's a popular actor. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Connell? He's not even on the, the IMDb list. That's absurd. He's I, I always call him Jail Santa. Donald Logue? Yeah, he was in uh Oh, the, the comedian? Also. Yeah. Is he a comedian or just an actor? I always just role? thought of him as a comedian, but I'm not known to be smart. So he's kind of like a funny villain sidekick. Like in Blade, he was awesome. When yeah. He was just, just crazy vampire. Like, we're going to be naughty vampire gods. Oh, he, he's right here. Yeah. Donnell. I thought you were saying it with a G. I thought, I thought it was, uh, starts with a K. That's D O N A L. Oh my god, I spelled it wrong. No wonder. That's all I was like, like I don't see this. His most known uh, movies is Blade and Zodiac. Zodiac's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got Ellen Wong as Brenda. I mean, everyone will know her from Scott Pilgrim's. Mm-hmm. And she's been in actually quite a bit of TV lately, but she's in yeah. the void. Yeah, she's like the uh the character or like the job in the the police station that always confuses me because she's not actually a cop. She works at the police station. She's a dispatcher. Yeah, there you go. Dispatcher. Yeah. She's just drinking coffee and doing her nails. You're just talking to just the worst people in the world constantly, too. Just like, yeah, that wouldn't be very fun sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're doing some good work, but you're also having to deal with some really bad people. Oh, talking about the, the, the criminals or the cops? Or just people that call in. <laughs> no. Just the people that call in, like there's like these Twitter feeds now of like just uh, the scanner, you know, yeah. and even just here locally in Omaha, like some of the, the the calls that they take are just absurd. A lot of idiots out there. Are you guys uh, ready to? There was there was some trailers on this, but I did not write them down because they were all like ridiculous Anchor Bay trailers <laughs> that were just absurd. I'm like, I'm not going to make these guys. Plus, we only do that for the VHSs mostly. That's what I was going to say. It's not yeah. special. It's a DVD. Mm-hmm. They're weird. They're different because you can always skip over them. And I did skip one that was just like so bad. I'm like, I'm not watching Dude, this whole thing. DVD is going in the way of the VHS. If you go to thrift stores now, it's thousands of DVDs and four VHS because they don't have room for the VHS anymore. Mm-hmm. That well, That's like the thing is like I buy so many uh, DVDs now because I go to these resale shops and they're just trying to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. They just have so many of them, but they don't value them as junk yet. Yeah, they're not quite junk, but they're still cheap. Uh, I've seen some sell, like some of the special edition stuff sells for a decent amount, which I think is like, I'm not. Some of the weird stuff I'm into sells mm-hmm. a little pricey because it's really hard to get. But... Yeah, limited runs and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you guys ready for the trailer or to watch on this bad boy? Let's get oh, yeah. this going. Oh, something for me he fucking stabs her <laughs> the little girl just fucks her right up i heard this story i like this actor right here that's mm-hmm. the santa he said about killing them that was naughty creep 
every year a new town. Everyone knows that story. It's an urban legend. It ain't. Christmas. A number one holiday for people going nuts. Listen, we've got a lead on our killer from the motel. He's wearing a tennis suit and a mask. Hiding in plain sight. This is probably definitely something I watched at night with my friends that just come on late night. Yeah, We're just gonna have to take this. I mean, this looks down. oh, this is like so many of these 2010 films. So similar, all these horror films. But it's kind of like the resurgence of like low budget independent stuff. Kinda. Yeah. They're just releasing whatever they could. I think Redbox and stuff had a big deal with that also probably like a bunch of movies also that started with a or a number that's because <laughs> so that people would see them first oh yeah, yeah that was I mean, a huge thing they were renaming movies just to get them selected first well let's get into this feature presentation time i did you guys read up on any of the origin of the the santa's background no that just there's more than what they tell you in the movie so it's actually based on a real massacre that happened in 2008, the Covina massacre, where like uh, a guy in a Santa suit who was just like freshly divorced from his wife went in and killed like nine people at a Christmas party or a holiday party. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I, saw I didn't that. know. Where was that? California. Oh. Four years later, they you know base his uh, origin yeah, story off. I was like, ooh. That's quick. They didn't give a shit. No, no. I, I wonder if if that's part of why this maybe didn't get released into theaters. Maybe a lawsuit. Yeah, a little worried about a lawsuit or something like that. But they could still get away with it going straight to DVD. I don't know though, because I think if you're gonna if you're gonna pay Jamie King and Malcolm McDowell, you think you're gonna put this in the theater? Why not? They put everything in the theater at this time period. Oh man, I bet there's got to be something. I bet they were worried, or maybe they had some type of backlash that I couldn't read about that I didn't find. I didn't do a ton of research on this. Maybe I mean, there's that movie that they just filmed in Disney like a few years ago. They didn't release it big. They barely talked about it because they didn't want to get sued by the mouse. Yeah, I mean, yeah, lawsuits. Even if you like could win the lawsuits, I mean, they're just exhausting. They you guys spend a lot of money, time consuming. Yeah, so I don't know. Not good for the PR either. So, yeah, best to just avoid those. Or it can be. Yeah, it's like that's a double edged sword. Sometimes it can be great because, like, all the bitching about the first Silent Night, Deadly Night in the 80s, like, made this a, it made it a huge VHS rental, like, where they couldn't keep it on the shelves because it's like everyone wanted to come in and see the Killer Santa movie because that was brand new. You were releasing something into the wild that no one had seen before. Oh, almost kind of like a, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre sort of effect. Yeah. yeah. The but controversy helped less the, of a comedy. marketing of it. Yeah. What would you say, Chris? Less of a comedy, though. Oh, the first one? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Texas is supposed yeah. to be a comedy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you watch it as like Scooby-Doo and people just trespassing on Leatherface's house, it's a real Home yeah. Alone adventure, though. Uh, yeah, that reminds me of like how all of us in like my little small town in Nebraska, we listened to two live crew because they said naughty words. <laughs> yeah, if you had that tape, you were cool, man. You were like, 
It's just hard to get a hold of that thing. Remember one of my buddies, his dad, like heard him listening to it, so he just took that tape and just chucked it out the window. I think a, <laughs> so a lot of us did that. Just tried to find anything. They said once parental advisory came mm-hmm. out, like album sales went through the roof compared to what they were. Oh yeah, I specifically bought Cypress Hill just because my dad hated it. You know, if it was like bad, you shouldn't have it as a kid. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it. And then on top of that, if my parents hated it, I'm gonna buy, double buy it. He's gonna yeah. play it as loud as possible all yeah. the time. Annoy the shit out of them, but yeah. that's what it was. I'm telling you right now, right when you restrict teenagers to something, it's just gonna get worse. You're just gonna make it bigger. That's right. Yeah. If I was president, I would put a restriction on homework and safe driving. <laughs> <laughs> you guys safe drive. You're getting pulled over. If I see uh, you go getting... fucking speed limit. What you need to do is get kids drunk at like age eight when they're puking and they're sick. They'll never like alcohol again. Hmm. That's right. That's actually right there. PA announcement. Yeah, really good parenting advice here on the show. Yeah, when I was 18, that doesn't really that doesn't uh, register when you're 18, though. No, no. My first beer, like my first hangover, I think was like 16 and it was a bad hangover. But I was just like, well, everyone else is drinking, so I'm just going to keep doing it. I do wonder what would happen if I was peer like, pressure where they and, keep telling you you're not even drunk yet. So you just keep going. Oh, I was like the first time I got smashed was off Jack Daniels. And I to this day, I still can't really drink Jack Daniels. Well, that's not a very good decision. That's not a good decision. <laughs> I didn't know I was 16. <laughs> I won't drink gin. I hate gin because I got like just smashed off of that when I was 18. So this is a long, long time ago. You're missing out, man. Uh, berry flavored um, vodka. I got trash one night in college because someone's just like, here a whole bottle of it and then like cherry Coke or whatever. And like, before I know it, it started to be like, let's see, vodka, cherry Coke. (laughs) 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 Oh, I was so hammered the next day I was puking and it was like purple or something. (laughs) To this day, if I still, if I smell it, my body's just like, no, no, I actually, I can't even do, uh, sweet liquors anymore because a lot of times my body's like fuck you <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> that instant cute yeah yeah it reminds uh, me of a story like i went to this place and and uh one of my buddies was remember like, when we were supposed there. to do silent night no keep going <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's like, we, we want to talk about this stupid movie like my buddy's like working there and he's just like here uh here's a prairie fire it's like this drink with tabasco and everything so oh, i just hammer yeah, back like a pro too. and he's like, here chase it with a shot of jack so i chase it with a shot of jack <laughs> <laughs> Just went outside and threw up all over the side. Yeah, we, it was fantastic. Worked at bars a lot of my life, and we give people a concrete mixer. Oh. I don't exactly remember what's in it, but it sure makes you puke. Oh, That's yeah. the point. The funniest thing in the world is like when one guy wants to piss off another guy at a bar, and this happened a lot. Like sometimes we wouldn't give, like if a dude ordered another dude a blowjob shot, we wouldn't do it because we were just afraid trying he was going to get into a fight. A fight. Yep. Uh, the only way you could do it is if we knew that you knew the other guy and it was a joke. But we'd also have to make him commit at the bar that he couldn't use his hands and we put all the whipped cream on it and everything like that. But that's when it was like fun. But yeah, it's, it's funny when you work as a bartender or in bars or whatever, how much you pick up on what people order and why. Mm-hmm. Like when you'd have some dickhead order another guy who's drinking too much, like a, a four horseman, just to like, destroy him the rest of the night you know just like knock him out yeah no four no. horsemen is so disgusting i can't yeah. believe oh yeah. it's the worst shot oh anyway 
Uh, back into this film, we're gonna finally start talking about it. Uh, yeah, th this first kill is total 2010. It's like dark grit. You see, like the font that they were using is like uh, definitely like Photoshop. You know where they put mm. some textures on it. They even tilt the camera and then they electrocute the guy. I was like, this guy, man. This My is question is, who, find, who finds that 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 scene? just that scenery that old abandoned house romantic if you're gonna go like have a romantic rendezvous and like this uh, house like creatures running around inside it they were committing adultery which yeah. is a sin and that is a house of sin now i, I think they're just trying to fuck wherever they can it's a small town no oh, i mean you That's don't have a lot around. of options i do think it's funny he thought it was the the boyfriend or the husband or whatever he's like pleading for his life for it and then he realizes yeah. he's like oh shit you're not her husband are you you're just a random psychopath now the the big difference between this one because it's not really a remake this is more of like uh they just use the same concept and then a totally different story because like in the original one it was santa claus you know was like uh fucked up as a kid like his creepy grandpa told him that you know like santa claus is messed up christmas sucks and then he grows up and starts killing people you know as a santa claus and then heads back to the church this one is just it starts off right away santa claus is bad there's no like evolution to it uh and they end up telling you the entire backstory like halfway through the film or whatever yeah in that so, bar scene yeah you know sometimes i like movies it, I, this this like i said like when before we were on, we were talking about this. This Santa Claus has no like goal other than just you know walk around killing people that are bad, and it gets kind of boring. You're like, what's the point of this? I mean, the kills were cool. Like he stung Some guns them, and yeah. stabs that little girl. Like, yeah, that's a that, good one. The, yeah. And then later when he goes to the porn shoot and uh, mm. chops that girl's leg off and throws her into the wood chipper, that's a great kill. That reminded hits, me hits like, the how dudes she's... in the balls. When uh, she just run around topless for an extended period of time, that reminded me of uh, my buddy Valentine 3D. That's what I was thinking yeah. too. Yeah, it's definitely a trope you have to hit if it's like the 2012 horror movie. Now, what was with that old guy at the at the nursing home who was just kind of catatonic, and all of a sudden he's like, "You better watch out, boy. Christmas is the scariest damn night of the year." Is that a take on one of the earlier movies? Of yeah, that, that's just a callback to the first film, okay. where at the beginning the grandpa tells the kid you know santa's bad christmas is bad and stuff like that yeah scary I, I like the nurse's reaction to it she's like you want a sponge bath if you do move or talk <laughs> and he doesn't say anything uh yeah i mean there, yeah that that was definitely an odd thing because there's no point of that other than a callback and yeah. to give you the you know the willies while watching this uh, I did it, this also the, the one thing i mean this skips way ahead in the film but this had one of the best head splits that I can ever recall, like where he chops the the dude who was banging Tiffany or whatever, or was about to bang Tiffany. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The other the the boy in the clowns or the Santa suit. Yeah, yeah. and he was the boy that was talking to the creepy grandpa. That's where mm. the link is. Yeah, here. but uh, yeah, Santa Claus has got him on his back and just splits his head right in half. Just go so, peels, just like a watermelon. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, was like, oh, that's that's fucking that was good. There he's go. got some good kills. And some, I like some of the scenes a lot, like uh, with the priest taking photos of their boobs, <laughs> and then him pocketing the the tithing money. Oh yeah, the reverend. That's a, 
that's he was a good over the one. top. He was he was fantastic. He had his his little speech about sin. He's at the in the church, mm-hmm. or he's just sin is bad. You cannot sin. And then he yeah, he kills him, and the old lady freaks out and gives her the my the money. Yeah, the tithe thing. That's when I realized I thought it was the priest the whole time because it's people that sin. Then I realized it really is just people on the naughty list because that's why he didn't kill the old lady. Yeah, they were just throwing out red herrings everywhere because you had the, uh, you know, prison Santa, as they call him, or jail Santa, dirty jail Santa. Santa uh, Jim. And then you had the, like, um, factory worker Santa, which I really mm. like that actor, by the way, that character. Actor. The guy in the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was good. What are you going to do tonight? I'm going to I'm going to get my girlfriend so drunk that she can't tell if I'm fucking there in the ass or not. And I was like, oh, what? What? <laughs> That's tremendous. I, the, then the uh, the Donald Logue Santa, the Epstein, when he's in jail, he's just ranting since he's like just drunk all the time, and he's like, "What do you say? Like National Suck My Dick Week or something <laughs> yeah. like that?" Yeah, you want to sit on this lap? <laughs> I can, dude. I heard Santa like mall Santas and shit get real creepy to adult women when they come up, like as a joke. They get real oh. creepy to them. I wouldn't know. I've only I I met my first one. Uh, this year, because we put it, it was spectacular failure. Failure put Miles on Santa's lap, and he just freaked out. Uh, but it was just like an old retired couple. They were adorable. Good. That's the, that's all. That's my entire perspective of Santa's. That's it. Good, good, good. We'll keep it that way. I mean, there's got to be some creepy Santas. Now, obviously, I don't think all these Santas are like drunk ass dudes. That it's you know seem like it in this movie. Everybody oh yeah, the, this as, movie like every Santa, Santa was, was wasted. Every Santa was terrible in this was movie. Was it just but during like a, a Santa pub crawl for the day? I guess that's the point of this. this is like a, a parade of Santas. Oh, so they come to town, they just get hammered, drink all day, and then have a parade at night. That's a great yeah. idea. And, then and it's just home afterwards. It's probably just citizens too, just going in, dressing up, fucking up the town, and then going back home. Yeah, Jamie King in this film is an interesting kind of weird. I, I at first I I didn't get it. So she her husband just died like a year ago. Mm-hmm. She clearly has a lot of confidence issues of being a cop because her dad was like a legend. At yeah. least it kind of makes it off to me. This kind of steers right into Michael McDowell, who just fucking trashes her the entire film for no reason. Like, She's right. And he's like, that can't be right at all. You're completely wrong. He does it because he's an asshole and he just has yeah. to be an asshole to everybody. At first I was like, oh, does he like look down on women? No, he just doesn't fucking care about her. He's just like, no, I, you're wrong. I'm always right. Because then he trashes on the other dude, too, who actually is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But he's just like, I don't fucking care about anyone. Everyone's beneath me. He's just like a, a gym in this film. Some of his lines. Like when he looks at the two Santas and just goes, um, ho, 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 and just walks off from him. That that, that ends the scene. It's just so funny. He's the best part of this film, in my opinion. Oh, I forgot I took a note. Not a horror movie without tits. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, never mind. They fixed that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what they call this it. Is, Wikipedia this is... article. They call it like the soft core porn, the porn shoot, but they're not doing pornography. They're just naked and they're all just like, hey, that's porn. You. Show me your boobies. Yeah, that is oh. that is the definition of it, though. Oh, OK. It doesn't have to go farther. Like just oh. nudity is porn. The more you know, I did not know that. Yeah. Thank you for pointing That's that out. That's what softcore is. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. God, we talk you about clown fisting and I know we talk about like we talk farmers about fisting. Farmersfisting.com. <laughs> there we go. I didn't register I, that site yet, so thanks for reminding me. I think Matt was great, no, but I don't think you guys ever would have talked about farmerfisting.com. <laughs> if he was he's a little more level headed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that's that's what you got to talk about sometimes, you know. It's a great idea. My wife and I, we were having our engagement party one time, and and uh, this was a while ago, and someone asked, like, where did you guys meet? And we're like, oh, farmersonly.com. We <laughs> 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 were believing it for a while. That's a good one. You should start telling people we met on Christian Mingle. I mean, honestly, folks, you're probably listening to this like, you guys, did you guys even watch the film? We did. There's just not much to talk about. This is a boring oh, ass it, film. It's really bad. Like, if you just cut everything but the kills, watch five minute movie, yeah. be done with it. it gets There's no point. story, really. It literally no. is just her trying to figure out who this guy is with a bunch of Santas running around town. And then that's it. The only thing that Santa Jim is like the only main story, I think. Them just keep thinking it's him and him being drunk and perverted. Yeah, and then she shoots him in the head because he tries to shoot her, and it's just like, well, it's not him. And then it's mm-hmm. no one that we met. No, it's the guy from the story. And then he goes, you know, ballistic with a flamethrower at the end. But uh, at least they got a garbage day reference in there from the the second uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, that's is... garbage day. I haven't seen any of them apparently. Oh. I know that one, the scene garbage day. Yeah, the, the second one's mostly is like half clip show. And uh, the reason they did it apparently was they made, you know, they couldn't release uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night in the theater because everyone freaked out about the first one. So they're just like they rehashed a lot of it for the, the first one and then shot some new stuff. But the new stuff was so funny and entertaining that they shot a little bit more jammed it together and created an entire film and then shoved it out in theaters and VHS. Nice. And I, entertainment wise, the second one is far superior. I find a lot of these movies, like the second or third one is going to be better than yeah. the original. It's, well, it's they hysterical. Go a, a whole different direction or they're like, wait, we got to figure out what we're doing here. Yeah. The second one's just hysterical because it's just so over the top. The actor who plays the, the killer in it is just, playing it off like at a 15 you know on a 10 scale he's he's something but that reminds me of uh not army of darkness what's the second one called evil dead evil dead 2 yeah evil dead 2 was they had to really refilm all of evil dead because they lost the rights yeah so like all those flashbacks they had to refilm and put them in and it's pretty much them getting the rights back to evil dead yeah and then amping it up because mm. why not which I think Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness are better than Evil Dead, but yeah, I think Evil Dead 2 is just a way different tone. Evil Dead 2 is my favorite horror comedy. There's a few that come close, but that one's just top notch. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat Sam Raimi back in the day. But, uh, but you know, getting back to this, yeah, I mean, it, it just ends. And then Santa, I think actually Santa lives, right? Uh, it alludes to it. His mask is the only thing you see burning eventually. Yeah, he's driving so, off. Yeah, he's just ready to go kill. Oh, him. yeah. Yeah, I remember that now then. Mm-hmm. It's all burnt up. He goes to the police station, burns everything. I made a note there. It's like, big mistake, bring in a gun to a Chuck Norris fight. So, what, was he doing karate? I guess he wasn't, so. I was, <laughs> thinking, I was thinking ahead. I was looking ahead to it. <laughs> You're looking at a different movie. 
That's perfect. That actually should just end the review on this. How about recommendations? <laughs> who who picked this one? This one's me. This is all my fault. Okay, this is like one it, of the worst. It was Brad asking about Christmas ones at first. So I thought it would be a good idea. It's like, okay, you know, I own it. I'm never going to be able to, you know, I'm never going to watch it. Might as well do it for We'll do it for a Christmas episode. I just didn't realize it would be so boring. Yeah. It's like I forgot virus wasn't very good. So, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Steve's giving you a lump of coal in your ears. Uh, <laughs> hey, we talked about drinking. That's true. People know more about us now because of a, a, a shitty episode, or a shitty movie. Uh, there you go. Uh, recommendations. I'm going to say absolutely not. I picked it and I'm sorry. How about you, Chris? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, normally, I would give the caveat of like drunk with friends or whatever. No. Okay. There's got to be something way better. All right, Brad. Yeah, I'd say if, you, if you're in, down with the slasher genre from like the late 90s, early 2000s, it's kind of got the whole everything is out of control. The authorities can't control anything trope. It's got the 90s slasher overtones. Um, otherwise, though, there's other stuff out there. It's boring. I forgot about mm-hmm. a lot of it. Mm-hmm. This is why I try to watch these like the night before sometimes. Yeah, if it's a good film. I don't mind watching it weeks out, you know, kind of like let it settle in and think mm-hmm. about it and everything. But when they're bad like this and I watch it weeks ahead of time, no good. Because <laughs> my brain just goes, whoop. Malcolm McDowell's assholeness, though, was, mm-hmm. um, was excellent. It was good, but I also found it annoying at times. But it was just the whole movie probably annoyed me. Yeah. I just wanted to be done with it. Yeah, and it takes a lot for you to like, just look at a movie and be like, absolutely not. I mean, it's tough. You're, you're you're really kind of like laid back. You're like, Oh, I can find good in a lot of things. I like bad movies, but I don't like intentionally bad movies, like movies that feel like they were trying to be bad. Yeah. And when they're boring, man, they're a slog. Oh, all right. Let's move on to the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is the part of the show where we go out in the film jungle like Andy and bring something back. This is going in several wings. Uh, you know, we'll have some Christmas uh, action slash horror film wing. Uh, you know, a weapon on the cover. And our DVD wing, which is kind of like the shameful wing. Like when we're like, well, we had to do a DVD. This museum makes me think of the painting with the stairs on the ceiling and everything. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> knows where they're going. <laughs> That's would be a, a perfect museum for us. <laughs> just like our podcast. I, we don't know where we're going. We're just like steering this shit. I, I, I'll go. I, I did like Michael McDowell. Uh, I liked some of his, like his whole avocado, avocado like scene. Don't put avocado on the burger. What? Simple is always best. Where he's just like, no, don't you dare put avocado on a burger. Simple is best. That's what I want to eat. And I'm like, what the, what? Did you just ad lib that shit? (laughs) He's the only reason to watch this. I mean, even if you're a Jamie King fan, and I I know there's, you know, people out there that really like Jamie King. I mean, she's just kind of, I, there's nothing really special here. She's she's putzing around most of the movie. Yeah. I mean, she's getting a paycheck. I understand. And they were probably pissed off when all these actors found out that they weren't, this wasn't going to theater. That would piss me off. 
like nowadays who cares because you know like streaming it owns everything it seems like but yeah back in the day especially if you like made extra money off like uh you know box office sales well then again maybe they made extra money off some of the dvd sales i don't know really depends on your contract hopefully it's a good one <sighs> probably not for this uh chris what uh, do you got no. for the museum oh I, I thought we were doing recommendations we already did that uh museum uh i'll have to go with the uh the wood chipper mm, kill mm-hmm. that's where i thought the movie was gonna like get better and it just didn't yeah it, it has an ability to ramp up but also still kind of be really pouring which is odd all right how about you brad same thing wood chipper that's the only thing i remember <laughs> we can do it together it's yeah. fine i can't among some other anything. things but i guess the wood chipper is what i'm gonna remember like if you ask me about this movie five years from now mm-hmm. that's probably that's what i'll remember the museum piece is just you two is like animatronic dolls that are like uh like putting something in a wood chipper uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> i'm okay with that uh so guys what do we watch brad um so yeah there's a new series on disney plus willow which was a movie back from 1988, mm-hmm. George Lucas. Starring Warwick Davis, who's awesome. By the way, is the highest grossing supporting actor in history. Is he? Oh, so many wow. Star Wars movies and Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I forget he does all those costume bit roles. Yeah, so he's been just, you know, just a money-making machine. And just and Leprechaun, Leprechaun in Space. Mm-hmm. Other, anyway, so this is this series, and I don't know, it's still kind of... If you remember the movie, it's like, you remember how we talked about how kids' movies back in the 80s, like, they'd freaking kill people and stuff. And it's like, because yeah. if you watch the movie, there's like these rat dog things, and they maul this woman mm-hmm. to death after she sends his baby down this, yep. down the river and everything. So the series kind of picks up, you know, all, you know, 20 years later after that. And yeah, I don't know if it's what it's trying to do right now. It's trying to be scary or try to be a kid's movie or a kid's I would love to do that movie. Oh, yeah. I love Willow. Oh, I love Willow. Yeah, Val, but I also haven't get... seen it in like 15 years, so... Yeah, of course you have uh, Val Kilmer. You can't bring him back in it, but yeah. they talk about him. So. Why not? You can just dig him up, marionette him. They got movie magic. Wait, did he die? I thought he. I thought that was the thing. Did he not die? I thought he was I think dying. He's still alive, but he's, I think not, he's still alive. He just says can't. Yeah, yeah. it's just pretty bad. No, yeah. that, that was insensitive. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they At least you apologize. <laughs> They played to that in Top Gun Maverick, where it's like he had the mm-hmm. cancer and yeah. him and Ice and Maverick and Iceman are hanging out, and um, it's good to see him there. But uh, he's definitely not going to be in this. But um, yeah, I don't know what to think of it yet. It's, it's kind of going along. I'll watch it to to the end. But also watched Andor, which I thought was great. Oh, I was waiting to hear about this. Yeah, yeah, it's like Star Wars behind the Iron Curtain, and it's just you know you can make great Star Wars content. You don't need to have the space wizards and space battles too. There's so many, so many other things you could do with that. It's such a big universe. Well, I mean, it is. It's a universe. You can do whatever you want. You just mm-hmm. have to kind of link it somehow to, you know, like the rebels. Or you can the, go to a new planet yeah. they've never even discussed. And exactly. New I mean, that's what was great about the Mandalorian. Like they went to so many different planets and you're like, this is so interesting to see like different. It, it felt like, you know, a different version of Star Trek. You know, that's what made mm-hmm. Star Trek so great. They'd go to different planets and stuff. And Star Wars finally opened up to it in Man- Mandalorian. And that's what kind of irritated the hell out of me when we go to the Book of Boba Fett. And they're just like back on Tantooine. And I'm like, fuck. Book of Boba Fett was pretty bad, though. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about Star Wars a lot. Well, we grew up in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Star Wars and Team America. Fuck yeah. Team America, baby. All right. Uh, Chris, you got anything? 
I can't really remember anything. I haven't finished anything yet, but I've been watching Dark, the Netflix show. It's German. With Oh, yeah, I think you mentioned that before. Yeah, it's really good. If you like Westworld, it's just as confusing, but this thing has like time <laughs> travel in it. So you see characters in three to different to four different parts of their life. Mm -hmm. And like it's it's a head trip. It's really, really good, though. If you like it's shot amazing. The soundtrack is beautiful. It is great. It is hard. If you can read fast and you're fine with subtitles, watch it in German. So I can't read fast, but I keep subtitles on and they're dubbing the English, which is different than the subtitles. Oh, that's oh, and that it's shit. time travel, but they have an app that not an app, a website. They'll tell you the whole family tree up to each episode. Oh, okay. you're at. It helps you keep track. It's really interesting when you get a series and you're going to have like, you know, instructions on how to like. They're like, yeah, we didn't realize how confusing this was, but here's this person. <laughs> uh, I watched The Offer, which is about the making of The Godfather mm. on Paramount Plus, And that was super interesting. I had no idea how hard that movie was to make. There's just so many things from like the, the mafia getting involved to just uh, the producer who was actually the creator of Hogan's Heroes, who just walked away from Hogan's Heroes to uh, make, you know, movies in Paramount and then uh, eventually taking on The Godfather, which is just a crazy story of how much behind the uh, camera drama there was. It's, it's really good. It makes me want to watch The Godfathers again. But then I'm like, ah. It's like nine hour commitment. I'm out. <laughs> it's just too much. I know a lot of people are like Godfather's the possibly the greatest film of all time. And I'm like, yeah, but not on my list. It's just really long. Have you seen Galaxy Quest? <laughs> no, that's a top notch. That's a good movie. Film. Yeah. Uh, Have you seen Highlander 2? Yeah, that's yeah, better than Godfather. Go. Just take our word for it. Flying Porcupine Highlanders. It's, it's the new Citizen Kane. Yeah. I, I like I like when movie dudes get all up in that and are like, what's the best movie? And I was like, really? Is that is that the the best yeah. movie ever made? That one? The the yep. crime movie where there's thousands of different crime movies all the time. Yeah. I mean I do like these... Godfather. It is a good movie. It is. I know it's a good film, but it's I don't want to watch it. Everybody's collection that I end up getting. They're like, I have Godfather in here if, if you want the rest of my movies. And I was like, yeah, I'll take them. Yeah, I've actually sold some Godfather trilogy sets for like $5 and just gotten rid of them and people still buy them. It's a nice looking box. It is. It's like almost as good as uh, the Star Wars remaster box. You know, Chris, you talk about Star Wars an awful lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, there was uh, something else that uh, I watched Black Adam. Uh, so spoiler alerts if anyone doesn't want to get. Uh, I mean, I'm not actually going to. Never mind. This is going to be non-spoiler. It's okay. Is it? I'm waiting for it it's to come okay. on streaming. It's got some stuff in there. I'm like, okay. You know, The Rock's always entertaining. It's mm -hmm. okay. They set something up. But, you know, now that James Gunn is taking over the DC Universe, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. So I'm like, okay. It's, I, it's fine. I'm not really a fan of the DC Universe. I've watched them all and I enjoy them, but... I don't yeah, think they're, they're good. And then Marvel's been dropping the ball on some of their movies. but Oh, Phase 4. Yikes. Yeah, Thor. I did watch Thor, Love and Thunder, and it's like, 
Yeah, you gave a good review of it. Um, I didn't hate it, but it's like I don't need to rush back and see it again anytime soon. Yeah, I've gone back on any good I've said about that movie more that I've thought about it. That's not just good. too many jokes. For fuck's sake, calm down with these just like joke, 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 joke. I think joke. I put myself in the headspace of having to defend it because I went with my girlfriend that's not a nerd. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, you know, this is like trying to defend it. And I got in the headspace. And as I sat by myself for like the next couple months in a room, mm-hmm. no lights on, I was just like, oh, this movie sucks. It's cool we- and it looks pretty, but yeah, that's about it. <sighs> too many jokes. All right, that'll end it this week. Uh, come back next week, and we are doing a uh, much more exciting film. I can promise you that it is Brad's pick. So remember to be kind and rewind. rewind. You guys are getting good. Look at that. You're getting closer. <laughs>